0: Talk Radio.
1: Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASCA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org.
2: Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley, and tonight's show is just exactly what it says, The Hog Report and Other Oddities from Guardianship Abuse. Our guest tonight is Mary Whitten, and she is the liaison for National Guardianship Association to Stop Guardianship. I'm sorry. Um, I'm messing up bad here, because. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she's the liaison for. National Association to Stop
3: Guardianship. Yep, NASCA. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm helping. Uh, I'm helping. <laughs> yes, for Mary Whitten is, holy crap. Oh, anyway, Mary is the liaison for Nazca in North Carolina. Finally, I got that out. And yes. um, we're going to be talking about a few cases there that she's come across. And, of course, we're going to have the hog report. And we're going to be talking somewhat about these bills that keep showing up and coming out. And uh, the thing is, uh, people, I can't stress enough, reading the title is not enough. You have to read the bill. And if there is no crime cited, if there is no enforcement mentioned or articulated, and there is no mention of who would perform that enforcement, the bill isn't worth anything. It does nothing. It is to appease you, to placate you. And then some of us run around going, oh, we worked hard on this bill, and it's a good bill, and it may not have been everything we wanted, but at least it's a start. No, it isn't. It was just another bitch slap to make you think they care when they don't. And we're going to be talking about that and some other things there. I'm just really frustrated when I ask people, "Have you read the bill?" Well, no. Well, if you didn't read the bill, why do you want to talk to me about it? Well, you know, we need all the support. We you don't have any support. Well, if you you know they won't write any bills at all if we don't. They might as well not have. Bill does nothing. This is basically just looks like a memo of this went wrong, that went wrong, mentioned Britney Spears, and then ended the whole thing by saying unless everything's ordered by a judge. They didn't mention ministerial clerks or administrative examiners. They didn't mention any of that. And... uh, of course, they never mention these predatory guardians either. In all the bills I have looked at over the last five, six years, because there's been a slug of them, never one time, never one time has there been any alluding to, mentioning, it could be the case of these predatory guardians, not once, the professional fiduciaries are left out of the conversation and if there is anything in the bill that's going to be proactive in protecting people from these situations from being abducted and isolated and drugged and neglected and robbed blind um if there is anything it's directed towards family and community members and um so but they never mention these professional predators that are doing this every day of the week all across the country I just I, I get tired sometimes, and I think I'm tired now. But it, it just because yeah. I don't know what you think, but I just can't uh, hardly abide this stuff anymore.
3: Um, yeah, things are not good in the world right now.
2: I mean, no, they're not. It's,
3: not. it's not even just with guardianship. There's just like COVID, and I mean, it's just not good. Yeah. I don't know how we got. How did we land here?
2: Twenty twenty one. Who would I have do, thought? Yeah. Yeah. But on a power. I always go back when I got out of high school. Oh, I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead, pass.
3: Well no, I was gonna tell go no, ahead. you tell your story and then I'm gonna tell well no, mine is about hog reports. You tell your story first. Uh,
2: oh, well something what exciting I was gonna say about is about Hawk when Hawk I got out of the the, the um when I got out of high school, I can remember, and this just haunts me of thinking how lucky I was being born in this country, you know, uh, you know, the, here the whole world was open ahead of me. I could do whatever I wanted to do, be whatever I wanted to be. And of course, then life sets in. But I never, ever thought I would see the day that we would be where we are now, where okay. we are steadily losing our rights. The law means nothing unless they can use it against you. We see people in high office getting away with all sorts of crimes. We've got judges who routinely violate people's rights, uh, ignore the law, do whatever they want to do, and nobody says a freaking word. Nobody. Nobody. And other than, you know, people might cite them for the wrong that they've done, but as far as there being anybody like a judicial oversight board or anything like that that's actually going to do anything. I saw a report again where they said 99% of all complaints against attorneys and judges are summarily dismissed because the same people making that that decision are guilty of the same thing. So what are you going to do? But anyway, go ahead, Kazi, what would you have to say? So
3: I have been so busy at the bakery, Marty. I haven't even told you this. So we're all, you're, hopefully okay. Mari doesn't get mad at me because I'm going to tell her something exciting on the radio. So anyway, <laughs> someone has contacted me, and they want to sponsor Hog Report. And is that something that you <laughs> would consider? I know. Yes. An organization loves it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yep. yes, I know we, we might have
2: would. a sponsor.
3: Oh my gosh! I know. So yes. we'll have to figure out what that looks
2: like. Yes, yes. But I, I've never I taken on sponsors before. You, you think I well, oh, just are <laughs> someone else? I, I know. I get some oinks. All right. Yeah, yes. and that made me yes. really
3: excited. And so I said, "Well, I'll ask Marty." And so now I just, you know, put you on the spot and ask you in front of everyone. Yes. Because I'm not. Because I'm naughty. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you well, go. There you go. Speaking um, of the mind, hog report, we should, we is it time? Is.
3: Okay, You're Marty. This, <laughs> this week's <laughs> hog report. It's called the lying hog. Some these this dirty rotten lying hogs. And so, anyway, I find these articles. These are real articles. You can find them if you Google different topics. These are, like, psychology magazines and articles. Like, this is, like, a real problem. And if anyone is listening to the Hog Report, and we're having fun with it, but for real, if for any reason you think I'm talking about you, you need to go seek, like, a psychologist or something because, this is a disorder and it may there's a part of me that feels bad for people who have this disorder. So if for any reason you were listening to the hog report and yeah, we're having fun, but if you deep down think, Oh my gosh, that sounds like me we I we really think you should seek some professional help because yes. you need it. And it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, and this is where, I mean, I'm learning so much as I'm doing this, and I'm like, wow, this is like, an, this is like an actual disorder. So anyway, the Lion Hog is somebody, the, the person is like a PR marketing team for themselves. They, the article said, think of them as a storefront, and they're going to, you know, make the storefront look really pretty so that you can look at the storefront and you can be wowed by the storefront. But when you go in the storefront, There's nothing in there. So, you know, they want to give you the storefront that you're looking at. And they also said that when you're looking at this kind of a lion hog, that they're going to have a lot of um, gaps in their, in, like, their resume. Like, the times and dates and things aren't just going to add up. Like, they could say they have a law degree or they did this or, you know, they were a CEO of this company. And you start to hear they did all these things and then you start looking at the timeline and just go, you know what, there's no way this is all adding up that someone actually did all these things. And that's because this is a lying hog. And they are marketing themselves. They are marketing who they want you to think they are. And it's like, yeah, examples would be making yourself out to be something that you aren't, saying that you're a lawyer when you're not a lawyer, saying that you're a CEO of a company when you're not a CEO of a company. Saying, um, you know, that you were so successful in, like, putting guardians in jails and um, judges in jails and stuff like that when you did and, like, just telling people all these things and just sort of looking at the timeline and just going, there's just no way this person did all these things in, you know, the last five years or whatever. It just starts to not add up. So when you start to have someone basically the lion hog telling you all the glorious things that they do and something just doesn't seem right, look a little deeper and just kind of wonder if this is someone who's doing a marketing job on you. They are are, really good at it. They're great. They are great PR person, people, but their client is themselves. And would you have any examples of anything like that, Marty? Well, I, this
0: is Mary. Oh, I'm we wondering,
3: run into that oh, all the time.
0: I'm wondering, <laughs> if oh, ahead, that, I'm wondering if saying that you're retired when you really got fired, would that count? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't want someone to think that you had gotten
3: fired because that doesn't go with the persona that you're selling because you're so wonderful, you know. So, and um it's since they operate from a plan of defense at all time. They're always on they're always playing defense, not offense. And the defense is just because they're marketing a lie and they have to, you know, keep up with that lie. And even like crim like criminal investigators can tell you this. When people tell lies all the time, that's how they catch people because it's hard for people to remember all the lies that they've told and that's how like some of these like murder mysteries get solved because the liars forget what lies they told and then they tell tell a different lie and it trips them all up, you know, where they were. And, and, you know, we've all heard those stories on the television, you know, and they, they get caught up in the lie because the, you know, the investigator wrote down where they said they were on this date. And then, you know, a, a week later they were someplace different because, It's hard for when you're telling lies, it's hard for you to keep track of what Mm -hmm. lies you've told and to whom. And so that's why a lying hog is always playing defense and they will have excuses for their lies. If you would catch one in a lie, they'll somehow twist it and gaslight that there was a reason why they had to tell the lie. It probably will be your fault somehow. And, it's
2: just yes.
3: this is this is an actual this is an actual mental illness, and it is a lying. Well, glory and hog.
2: The, other, the other thing is, that a lot of times these people, as we know firsthand, will go on the attack and they'll say vicious, <laughs> terrible things, and scream and holler and curse and carry on sometimes terribly, and then but when they relay that. To someone else who wasn't privy to that conversation, it was that they got attacked and they're wounded and and they're they're tired of being ridiculed for all their hard work when it was mm-hmm. them who did the attacking and This is another common tactic, and that's that thing of turning it around it is your fault and if I mm-hmm. did act that way and you caught me it was because you did something that made me act like that, yeah. it isn't my fault and uh yeah, yeah. they have
3: they but have I wanted the, to the, tell you. Oh, the grand, like what is it, the grandeur of who they are and that this persona that they've yeah. created, and now they're going to go out and market mm-hmm. themselves as being this created persona that they've created, and it's a lie, and their whole life is a lie. They're just living a lie.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, and that's the thing about them too. everything there's nothing genuine or true, and um, no. and if you want to want to piss one off. Call them out on what isn't true and how you know it isn't true. And uh, there will be an explosion, the likes of which you can't even imagine unless you've mm-hmm. been exposed to it. But, uh, yeah, this I wanted to tell you how, because uh, these hog reports, this thing has gone actually viral. And I get messages from people and, about how they appreciate these because it helps explain the behavior of various individuals that they have encountered mm-hmm. as they move through all of this. And um, yeah. it just so this is a I, I'm not surprised that you got an offer for a sponsor, I really am not. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, but yeah, we'll take that. Well, uh, under yeah, and many if guardians. If we can do it, you know, if it's
3: yeah, if, I would say that many guardians are glory hogs themselves. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Just, but in a, in a different way, uh, mm-hmm. they they always play the martyr. They always play the martyr. Yeah. They're always, you know, looking out for someone else. And they do, did what they did because they care so much. And they've done everything yeah. they could to help. The, and you find out they've done nothing except take their money and ignore them. Uh, in many states, they don't even have to see the victim maybe once every two years.
0: Some mm-hmm. states,
2: you have to see him once a month, but many states, it's once every year or two years. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, oh, they care so much. Oh, they just love all their, their little uh, wards and everything. And they love them because it's cash money in the bank. And that's yeah. why they love them. But, you know, that's a different type of glory hog, the martyr, you know. So, yeah. But anyway, go ahead.
3: Yeah. Well, and 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 a glory hog can have many different. They can. There's not just one type of glory hog. Like, okay, that one's a lion glory hog. That one's a martyr. They are wrapped up all these characteristics, just wrapped up into this one. Yeah. This one. This one piglet, and they manifest yeah. all <laughs> these different things. And they. It's like a toolbox. Yeah. They use. They pull out the different hog yeah. based on the situation. Hmm, should I be a lion hog today? Yeah. Should I be, you know. An aggressive hog the next yes. day should i be a stealth hog you know they have a toolbox of hog
0: yeah.
3: hoglets hoglet <laughs> i'm coming up with the new word wait hoglet character yes yes hoglet yes. behaviors yes. and they use them based on the situation that
0: they're in so
3: yeah and they're very and yeah, yeah very way, diabolical. I just
0: got a mess.
2: Yeah, I just got a message here. How did we make this up? You know, how did we come to this? We didn't make this up. This is an actual, uh, I, it's actually a psychological problem. It's titled like that mm-hmm. in the general public, but it, it otherwise known as a narcissist, um, anti-social mm-hmm. behavior. Um, but mm-hmm. for these people that we encounter that constantly, if there's a camera going, they got their face in it. And um, if anything's happening, it's because they made it happen. And whatever is going on, they insert themselves into, and then they send it out as if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't have happened. And you know the usual stuff that is called being a glory hog. They want glory. They want to be a celebrity. And if they have Mm -hmm. to use your cause or issue to do that, they will. And um, but they want to be the scene as the savior. They saved everybody because that's just how special they are. I tell you. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm so
3: excited about Mary being here on the show because yes. she is the uh, liaison for NASCA for North Carolina, and I believe she's the, yes. uh, the main person there in North Carolina. So I feel, yes. Mary, I want you to tell the story. There is a story I remember Mary telling me about. Um, the grandma lived in North Carolina, and someone started some guardianship stuff and Mary had gotten a phone call, and Grandma was saved. Mary, do you remember that one? Did they get grandma out of the state before the court or before the court could do something?
0: Yes, they did. They Would you tell that story for it. everybody? Yeah,
3: because they Mary were... is the, I have to brag again because Mary is the top advocate for North Carolina, so go ahead, Mary.
0: And, yes. and I'm also Virginia and West Virginia too. I've got three states. Oh wow! Yeah, just like oh wow, cause you have you you're, you have three states too.
3: I do. I have yeah. Pennsylvania, yes. Maryland, and Wisconsin.
0: Yes. So um, wow. Yeah. So what happened in North Carolina was um, I uh, I heard about it was in uh, I think was it was it Wilmington? I think it was, and the The mother was starting to be, you know, she had a very nice property in a very, you know, nice neighborhood, and her house was worth quite a bit of money. And she wasn't doing so well, and she had been, like, wandering around the neighborhood and stuff, so she did, you know, need some help. Um, But you don't need the government to come in and, and do the help when you have children that are willing to do it for you. So um, someone had called the Aging and Adult Services, or whatever the analogous name is for that type of department down there, and they're in investigating, and and you know alarm bells are going off because you know if you're in Pennsylvania and Aging and Adult Services come in, then your rights are going away, you're going to be guardianized, they're going to sell your house before you know you you even go to court practically and they're going to shove you in a nursing home, and they're going to drain your estate. So the alarm bells were going off that, oh, my gosh, Aging and Adult Services is is, is in here investigating. But luckily um, they were able to, because um, the, the daughter was moving to Virginia, so luckily they were able to get the mother out of North Carolina and got her in a um, facility in Virginia. So she She escaped having any type of foul play down there in North Carolina, so that was very good they Mary they didn't try to drag her back they did not try to drag her back, but she um she did not last very long once she got to Virginia, so I think she was only here yeah. for several months and then she died oh wow, so yeah, well, at least she good. didn't
2: die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She got yeah. to die. She died close to her three. close to her yeah. Uh, family. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. She was an
3: isolated. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah.
3: She was an isolated, medicated, uh, and they didn't steal the estate. Right. Wow. So
0: that,
2: okay. That's a stroke of luck. How, yeah. You well, know, I just they know called what the you know. right advocate <laughs> in North Carolina. There you go. <laughs> there you yep. go. There you go. And you know, and that's the thing too. It's one thing to call yourself an advocate, but it's another thing just to wear the title and not do anything. And we've got so many good people out there, just working hard trying to change things. And I still contend the only way any of this is going to change is the first thing that has to happen is the abolishment of the probate court as it exists. Probate is supposed to become active only upon presentation of the death certificate. And the way they get around this is the very first thing that happens to the targeted victim is they are basically declared dead in the law. You suffer a civil civil death. You lose your uh, civil capacity. And what that means is they take your name, they take your identity, they take everything you own, they take everything from you, and at that point... And we've seen them do it. You are referred to many times as a unit or merchandise. You are a thing. You are no no longer the living man or woman. And by the way, never refer to yourself as a person or the targeted individual as a person. They are the living, breathing man or woman. Person in the law means a thing, an entity. It's, It's not a viable life. So you never use that word because once you do – and I'm learning so much from John Lacron about this word art, this trickery, legalese trickery. You think you know what that word means, and in the common parlance, it does mean that. But in the law, it has a whole different meaning, and they trick people with this stuff all the time. But um, Mary, how long have you been <coughs> the liaison there?
0: Ooh, what has it been, cause you think like three years?
2: Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Is it? Is it? Uh, maybe. Th- yeah, maybe about three years.
2: Yeah. Elaine would know. Is it pretty active? Yeah. yeah. Is it pretty active up there?
0: Uh, Over there? No, I, I don't. I don't hear too much about it. And actually, I did a, I did a Google search before um, this show to see if there's any any cases or any stories about guardianship abuse in mm-hmm. um, North Carolina and I didn't see anything for the elderly. There seemed to be a lot of stuff popping yeah. up about children but not, not for the elderly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, they had a large group assembling there about two years ago and of course it got derailed but um, they were really, it was large and they were professional and um, they were demanding answers uh, we had that one friend Vicky Bass there in North Carolina and she hadn't seen her mother at that time I believe in two years and had just finally located her they couldn't wouldn't tell her where her mother was at turns out they moved her mother out of state as I recalled and many states are allowing that now under guardianship changing the laws uh, they can even stash people out of the state no particular reason but they can do it if they want to and um But she, there was a lot going on up there. Um, They met a couple of times with the governor and voiced their complaints. And, of course, as always, nothing happened. Um, A lot of lip service and nothing else. But um, it's just, I'm telling you, girls, I don't know. I I thought after that movie came out on Netflix, which, like I say, just gave me the heebie-jeebies, I had to watch it in installments. I couldn't watch it all at once because it angered me so badly. And then this deal with Britney Spears and then Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant O'Hara on Star Trek. She's caught up in one of these. You take Walt Disney's grandson, his last name is Lund, um, and they're depriving him of $200 million because he has a slight form of uh, Down syndrome. And so they're using that as an excuse to rob him blind and leave him penniless. But these are big high-dollar cases. and mm-hmm. But they aren't all like that. These are the ones that will make the news. But the rest of these people, if it wasn't for us and like Luann's show and other shows, you know, that here and there, nobody would even know this is going on. Right. And, it, you know, the one thing about that movie and about Britney Spears is... All of the people said, oh, well, that doesn't happen. Well, if it did, you must have done something wrong. It shut a lot of those people up. And uh, it can happen to anyone. And you don't have to have money for it to happen. Or, you know, a lot of land or You don't have to have any of that. There's, We got these predators running out there that do business by volume. And I saw in San Francisco last year they were going to conserve all the homeless people. And everybody's jumping up going, oh, isn't that wonderful, isn't that, oh, that's just great, that'll really help. No, they were going to put them under conservatorship, collect all their benefits, whatever they get in Social Security, railroad retirement, military, whatever it was. They're going to make themselves the assigned payee on it, give that person in the street 40 bucks a month maybe, and leave them right where they are. And then I saw where they were looking federally at establishing a federal conservatorship program for all the homeless people in the country. That means they talked about stakeholders. You always want to watch out for that word stakeholders because that means the corporations who have a vested interest in getting things done a certain way because they stand to profit immensely. Stakeholders are always business interests. They are not common people. And so it's just – I don't know. But, Mary, what else are you working on? You had an article up there on shenanigans. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, I thought it would be um, interesting. It, it was It was posted a while ago, but um, the shenanigans in the Montgomery County, Pennsylvania Courthouse posted a photo album, um, and it was pretty much how they thought that the statute for guardianship in Pennsylvania should be revised, so they actually edited it. On, on this page. And I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about some of the things that they that they changed. So um let's see so for That's example. A good idea. Yeah. So for example, um it says that uh let's see the changes would be that a jury is mandatory at all incapacity hearings and that the alleged incapacitated person has to be present at the hearing, either in person or via a video conference call. Because currently it says in the statutes that um, that the if, if they decide that it might be harmful for the person to be at the proceeding, then they don't have to be there. That's what the statutes say right now. So, you know, that way you can, like, dope somebody up and, Oh, they're they're not capable of coming to court, so right. we're just we're just here in their stead. So it should right. be the law or the statute that they always have mm-hmm. to be there. And if they yeah. can't be there in person, then nowadays with our technology, there's no reason for it not to be able yep. to, to be a video conference.
2: I agree. Right. I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: And, That's one change. And I think the guardian and their attorney should have to swear under. Both that they did not have that person drugged, and um, yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, it just uh, go ahead, Mary.
0: Um, let's see. It also says uh, it has another change that the incap- incapacitated person is allowed to represent himself or herself pro se with no intervention of an attorney appointed by the court. And then it says if the incapacitated person agrees to have the court-appointed attorney, the county will pay for the attorney at a reduced rate as outlined in uh, subchapter F, which is like another chapter that um, they, they altered. And then it says only one okay. attorney can be appointed by the court per incapacitated person. So that's another change. Well, yeah.
3: And, you know, they appoint attorneys for criminals. So, that have no money. So, yeah. Yeah. And the the taxpayers pay for that. So, this is, you know, this isn't even a criminal. Why are they having to pay, you know?
0: Right. You know, I have
3: a question. Here's a legal question. So, let's say, let's just say, I'm thinking of, like, that movie No I Care Less. So, let's say you get guardianized. So, someone basically says that you're pretty much incapacitated out of your mind. So, what if you basically, like... Just attack your guardian because you're out of your mind, you're incapacitated. Like I'm thinking like this I care a lot if that lady like went after her guardian and you know, choked her or whatever. Do they get in trouble? Because they I mean what happens? You know? If you're violent wow. to your guardian. I mean what happens? Do you get away with it because you're incapacitated? You just go
2: Yeah, really? You know,
3: Punch him out or something?
2: I just
3: yeah. wonder. Things I wonder. You know, if someone guardianizes me, I'm going yeah. to be ready.
2: <laughs> you know? Well, and that's the other thing. You know, that's um when I first started out in this, and this is all Sarah Harvey's fault. And if I'd have never yeah. interviewed her 14 years ago, this would have never been. But wow. anyway, um, you know, the thing is here, there... <laughs> The idea that this was moved out of the civil court, state civil court, into this tribunal, this was done for a reason. That was to take you away from the law, away from the Constitution, away from your rights, and they don't uh, uh, adhere to any of that. They make their own rules, regulations, codes, and that's what they run by. That's why... Anybody heading up that courtroom does not have to have a law degree or any background in the law. They are dealing with the law. But the idea that this was done, I say go back. Probate was only supposed to become active upon presentation of the death certificate. So the first thing they do is declare you legally dead. But it needs to go back into the civil court under the law. If someone is, is incapacitated... You need to be in front of a jury. You need to provide evidence. And it can't be some hack psychiatrist that you use routinely to write up fake reports or some doctor if there is actual evidence presented. And why you think whatever this evidence is should allow you to take over this person's life. And the reason they moved it is because they don't have any such evidence as we've talked about so many times. The guardian stands up and levies all sorts of charges. Their attorney swears to it. The judge says, okay, and never asks for evidence. They never produce any. But like I say, it used to be that people were incompetent, and we caught that psychiatrist writing that letter that said, based on what I was told, this person appears to be bipolar. Never talk to the individual. Uh, so that's my diagnosis. They're they're bipolar. But if this doesn't work, let me know and I'll write you up something else. It, it, it's just nonstop crookedness and the idea that you can do this to another human being. But, you know, I was had Marsha on the other night and um, on Wednesday night, and we were talking about the history of guardianship. Do you know this goes clear back? even before Roman the Roman law it goes clear back before them, but it's always been used to capture some individual and take what they had accumulated or their inheritance or something else. And we talked also about how even up until nineteen twenty here in this country, women historically have not been allowed to inherit property directly or especially money. Mm-hmm. And right. in 1920, they said that had to change. Women could. Before that, there always had to be a man, a brother, an uncle, a husband, someone, maybe an attorney, um, who would yeah. control that inheritance because she couldn't have it directly because you know, after all, she's just a, she's just a woman. you can't let her have all that. <laughs> and in 1920, when they changed yeah, when they changed the law. I mean, the outcry from the lawyers across the country, especially,
0: and especially
2: the uber-religious, was just insane that this was not right. They should not have done this. The women were in no position to be inheriting anything. There needed to be a male to protect her, and it was never about protecting her. It was about seizing her inheritance or whatever she had inherited. That's all it was ever about. And they were given a pittance to live on, and um, that was just the way it was. It was a rare situation that this was not the case. It still went on another 40 to 50 years, but see, now we've expanded it, and they've always used guardianship to – and it's always been a matter of their mental capacity, which up until recently, as it stands today, that was the excuse for are incompetent. Well, they've got dementia. Well, they've got Alzheimer's. They've got this. They've got that. They've got... And a lot of times all people had was a B12 deficiency, which will cause those kind of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Or a UTI, a urinary tract in- infection, which will mimic the onset of dementia because the infection is so bad and it's circulating in the body. But we don't talk about those things. Oh, no, they got dementia. Oh, no, no, they yeah. got the beginning of Alzheimer's you know and yeah. but that got hammered in kazi remember i think the first five or six years i was doing this absolutely everybody who was guardianized was bipolar everybody and mm. i've said many times i had no idea so many elderly people were running around crazy and but every one of them yeah. without exception was bipolar 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 now you don't hear that anymore we attacked that so hard that they find now it's just incapacitated, and as I've said, now it's you stubbed your toe, uh, <laughs> you know. Now you, you know, yeah. They it, you didn't close your door yesterday, use, so something must be wrong with you. Go ahead.
3: Right, and they, they still use these psych drugs because, like Harvey, they put him on Halidol, which is for schizophrenia. What? Why? Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. Whether they want to say you're bipolar or whatever, they're still, you know, loading them up with these, yeah. psych, what do they call it, psychotropic drugs, you know, yes. giving people yes. drugs. And we have the medical records to prove this, that he was given it all yeah. 5 milligrams, not 0.5, 5 milligrams a day, and it's for schizophrenia. So I would suggest oh, wow. anyone who's new or their loved one, I would grab that list of medications that they're taking and google each and every one don't trust anything right. you know because sometimes yeah people get elderly and they have them on a cocktail of medications and you need to know what yes. that is because you're you start seeing something like a halidol on there that's a that's a red flag why is that being done
2: yeah
3: you know and a lot of well it you know, is, and um, is... uh, go ahead go, go
0: ahead, ahead.
3: It's business, because if someone's in a nursing home, they want to drug them up, so then they don't have to pay staff to take care of them, and then they'll make more money. That's, you know, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why that's done. They call it chemical restraint. It's a chemical restraint. And it's supposed to go against the 1987 Nursing Home Act, which... I sit on the stand for so Judge Ad to hear, but he would have none of that. None of these silly no, no. acts that Congress would Lies. sign.
2: Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, silly, yeah.
3: silly me to think yeah. that a judge would follow a law that Ronald Reagan signed into, you know. Yep. Oh my goodness.
0: And now, well, I heard a rumor like to look wrecked. at the interaction.
3: Yeah. Now there's a rumor, it, Mary. Okay. Is, is this rumor true? There's some a class action lawsuit. Brewing in Pennsylvania. Have you heard? I, I I don't know if we're allowed to say anything yet, or I won't give details.
0: I mean, hopefully, I guess we'll wait and see.
3: Yeah, we'll wait to give out details as we as more people seem to jump on board.
0: Yes, yes, and it, and, yeah.
3: and, and and uh okay. wait. And Marty, Mary, and I are not the instigators of it, so we did not start okay. it. I I know. Sometimes I feel yeah. like we get blamed for being the instigators. <laughs> yeah. we, we were not. not we were so not with, We were not behind the yeah. indicators, but we yeah. we know about it.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. When you talk about getting the records and what people are being given and taken, you can't get them, and they always throw HIPAA in your face—the Health Care mm-hmm. Information Patient Protection Act. HIPAA is not about the patient; it's about protecting. The medical industry, whoever the players are in your case, from medical malpractice lawsuits, failure to care lawsuits, that type of thing, that's what that's about. That's why you can't see the file. And even if you were able to see it it, for some reason, it isn't about your relative or whomever it is. It's about the guardian. That's whose file you would be seeing, operating under the name of the victim. They assume that identity for any uh, transaction that involves the victim. They're the one that responds. They are the one that is addressed because they have assumed that identity. So when you demand those files, they say, you know, for the, to protect the the, you know, the ward, we're not giving out. And what they're saying is to protect me. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to let you have that because I told them to give her that medication. And um, this stuff, this trickery in the law is absolutely – and I hear people saying, well, they can't do that under patient protection, you know, under HIPAA. HIPAA isn't about you. It is not about you. You can't get your file, but they can. And um, anybody who's got the money, because it's –
0: go ahead.
3: Yeah, I would say be sneaky. If you're going to visit someone, if you get into the room – look at the bottles, quick take pictures of it, and then look it up later. Yep. And sometimes you can just, I mean, one of my favorite things is, especially as a female, just pretend you're stupid. You go in, you act yeah. like you're stupid. I, I'm i really good at this one, actually. Um, you go in and you act like you're stupid and you ask questions. Oh, what, well, what's this? Tra-? And people will tell you. Just pretend you're stupid. And they'll tell you because they don't view you as a threat. And Oh well, what's this yeah. one for? Oh how oh my! How many how many trucks has Grandma taken in one? That, that's a whole handful. What's all in there? Oh, and
2: you just play them yeah. and they'll tell you.
3: Because they don't see you as a threat. It's 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 a really good it's a really good tactic. You know, and make sure you're paying attention as yeah. they're telling you, or have a little recording device yeah. on yourself so you remember what it was, or yeah. look around sometimes. Sometimes they're the ones who are put, um, the the actual prescription bottles could be sitting out somewhere where a caregiver is dosing them into, like, uh, those weekly things, you know, the, those yes. little weekly pill boxes. So if you can, like, get your eyes on just, you know, like an airhead, just wander over, look and see, that kind of stuff could be left out and just go look at it and go Google it and see what's going on. You know, And, yeah, they'll, they will give information, even in a caregiver, in a nursing home, and there's a guardian, because they will. If they don't feel threatened, they will tell right. you just in conversation, and you get your information. Yeah. you got to yeah. be – yes, again, if this is your loved one,
2: you got to be yeah. sneaky.
3: Well,
2: and nobody should be in this position and not no, be in should. an actual court of law. They, mm-hmm. they should not be in this position, and, and uh, it was brought to my attention that civil court, there has to be an injury to person or property. There has to be some sort of wrongdoing with a monetary attachment to it, but I still say when you take someone and see in a guardianship, there is no criminal act. Nobody has committed a crime of any kind, but you are treated as if you have, and – Apparently, this got somebody's attention, and everything here about 20 years ago in every state was just shoved over into these probate tribunals, and there you don't have any rights to due process. You don't have a right to an attorney. The only state I know of that did have it was Kentucky up until about two years ago, and I, they were talking about changing that, but – you didn't go into a probate tribunal. You went to a civil court, and you had a trial by jury if you wanted to, There is a difference between a jury trial. That means the judge makes all the decisions, and a trial by jury where six or 12 people, whatever they choose, hears the case. And here again, the guardian would have to present their um, evidence, and you could, they couldn't just get up there and levy all these charges. But this was all done. This was a calculated plan. And But what it does is it immediately disempowers the person they've targeted. And the first thing they start doing is draining that estate, draining that estate. They charge for everything, you know, $10 for a stamp, $300 for a five-minute phone call, oh, 500 bucks for writing a letter that has three sentences in it. it it's just there's no caps yeah. on anything. There's no limit to what they can take. And then that person, that hearing examiner or ministerial clerk, depending on what state you're in, is making from 2 to 3 to 5 to 6% of the value of the estate every time that guardian brings a motion in front of them. They they get paid. So it isn't just their salary they're operating on. But it's just, uh, Mary, what else is going on there in shenanigans? I, like I said, it was over on the page. You've got a lot of good stuff over there. And, um, well, but the, what else and is happening there that you might be interested fees, in?
0: I'll, I'll jump to the end of, of what's written up here. It has um, subchapter F, Fees for Guardianship Services. And pretty much it says um, that the court-appointed attorney, if there is one, the maximum hourly rate would be six times the federal minimum wage so they wouldn't be able to charge $300 okay. an hour. And right. the maximum hours per year that they would be able to charge would be 60 hours a year, and that's it.
2: Yeah, that's and then, two hours a month.
0: And or three, then wait a the, minute, that's um, not
2: right. Yeah, yeah,
0: like I think it's five, yeah, go ahead. Five, hour, five hours a month. And then for the yeah. um, court-appointed health guardian, um, the maximum hourly rate would be four times the federal minimum wage And they also only have 60 hours per year as their maximum um, amount that they can charge per year. And then it's the same thing for the court-appointed financial guardian. The maximum hourly rate would be four times the federal minimum wage. But then it does have, if you do have an established attorney, because, you know, if you did have an attorney that you dealt with your whole, you know, your adult life, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to, not keep using that at right. if you're incapacitated. Exactly. So in, in and your doctor. Case, yeah, or your doctor. And in that yeah. case the maximum alley rate would be the historical rate. But still the maximum hours okay. per year would be sixty.
3: Okay. This so very thought wow. out by Mr. Shenanigans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then um yes. let's see that has some it has some notes here. Let's see. It says if the incapacitated person requires an attorney outside of the initial hearing for incapacity and the assigned guardians cannot agree on an attorney, the court may appoint an attorney in that case. But if no, no. you no. if you are the if you're the well, based on this, the health guardian and the financial guardian has to be in the order of precedence of your family Uh, let's see, the durable power of attorney is the first person that it goes to. If that's not, if there isn't one of those, then it's their spouse or partner whom they are not separated from. And then the third choice is one of his, her parents. The fourth choice is one of his, her children. The fifth choice is an alternate type of family member. And the last choice is the nonprofit guardian service. And, um, And then it says... Yeah, and then it says yeah. um, a willing guardian cannot be denied in this order of precedence unless a jury of his or her peers has convicted the person of a felony. Wow! But I, you know, there's some. That's uh, pretty. Yeah. yeah, and then Go ahead. and then also it says um, an emergency guardian so appointed for the person or a state of an alleged capacity person she'll only make medical decisions and pay the alleged incapacitated person's utility bills, credit card bills, mortgages, loan payments, medical bills, and other bills that were set in place prior to the emergency. Because, you know, they'll have an emergency guardian and they'll put their house for sale. So yes. this, would, like, limit, oh, yes. this would limit what an emergency guardian can do. Because if, if you're, like, in an accident and you're only going to be out, of, you know, out for a month that you're kind of, like, not able to do stuff for yourself, then all you need is someone to pay your bills really you You don't need someone yes. to like sell your stock and 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 yeah. sell your house and sell all your belongings. You just need someone to pay your bills to get you through if you need an emergency uh, guardian, so it would yeah. limit it would limit what the emergency guardian can do
2: yeah, good so where is this information? Is it they working on it or are they? What's happening with it's, it
0: so this information is at the shenanigans on the montgomery county pennsylvania um courthouse facebook page and if you go okay. you, know, you can go under um photos and they have the uh the list of albums
2: so yes it's, it's
0: one it's one of the albums at the at the page and it's called like um title twenty chapter fifty five is what and then it has okay. in there. Um, it, says, it says as the description, it says this is a starting point for the transformation of Title 20, Chapter 55 into a statute that reflects family values instead of protection industry values. And then, oh, wow. Um, and it encourages people to make comments on how they think it could be improved on top of what is already here. So, you know, people are wow. encouraged to go to that site and, and make more yeah. comments.
2: That's great. No. Well, that's like, yeah. you know, I say with this probate court thing, um, it, that's only supposed to become active on presentation of the death certificate. And then it mm-hmm. is only to determine whether there's a will or there isn't a will. And if there is, in either case, how the uh, estate is to be distributed according to the will, what's to happen to what this person owned. And... Yet this is done while the person is still alive. But like I say, they have taken their humanity from them, and they just begin divvying everything up. Um, this is, and what makes me mad, girls, is this is done in full view of both the state and federal government. When these federal people especially say, well, we don't collect stats on that, so I can't tell you anything about it. How can you not know if you're paying attention to your state at all How could you not know? And how could Mm -hmm. you not be paying attention when people in your state are being targeted, abducted, isolated, and robbed? How could you not know that? I had uh, that one senator up in Minnesota just yelled at me on the phone. He said, I've got really important things to deal with. I said, oh, I said, so I guess the elderly people and, What's happening to them, that's not important. Is that what you're telling me? He got even mad. That is what he was telling me. Right. And um, that is exactly what he was telling me. And they're probably campaign
0: contributions it. from the Guardians, too, so they don't want to stop that yes. money flow. Right. Well, and if you watch girls, it, like,
2: when anything comes out federally, I haven't done it yet on this CRIST bill, this free bill. That's, oh, God, that – see, th- these things are insulting to me. They're absolutely insulting that something like this would be passed out as if it was worth anything. It isn't. And I'll tell him to his face that it isn't. And, but the idea that this happens, and these people shine the public with these fluff and buff bills and make absolutely not move, one move to stop this, if you look at the money trail, every time they're going to put one of these bills out, the donations from the bar associations, the elder law attorneys, the National Guardianship Association, uh, it just they just fly in the door to make sure they don't upset the apple cart. And um, you know, I keep telling everybody they've commodified us. They buy, sell, and trade us. And especially mm-hmm. with politicians, you know, we are merchandise. We are units. <laughs> uh, you know, when our own federal government refers to us as human capital. As though they own yeah. something, you know we've we've got a problem. But um, yeah, it's just girls. We got about five minutes left here. Did you have anything you wanted to say here in closing? Well,
3: maybe a, few more, <laughs> a few more, a few more, maybe a few more oinks or something. Um, I think Hello. you know. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. this. I think this was good. You know. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> um, you know what I'd like to do real quick in the last five minutes. Let's rank the states that are so bad because it, you're not seeing this in every single state. There's certain states that seem to be running more rampant, it's got to be something to yeah. do with the different laws that are in the different states. Now, which states would you say are the absolute worst? I think Florida's up there as a bad one. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Michigan, after that article that Gretchen wrote, that, I mean, they might win yeah. as the worst one. I believe um, Pennsylvania NASCA has told me that next to Michigan that there's more document, that's it's more documented in Pennsylvania. That's oh, the Michigan. The of state. Wow. Because of, because of um, Gretchen, Rachel Hammond has the, uh, um, what is it, over 2,000 cases that she had.
0: For oh that goodness. article
3: that she wrote, wow. yeah, I mean, wow. it's, it's a short, it's, yeah. So she would be number one, and I've heard Pennsylvania was number two. Florida's there. Texas is pretty bad. Yep. Texas. What are some other like really awful states that you've heard? I think
0: uh, I think California, California. Well, Las Vegas, they had all that shenanigans out Oh all yeah. Bad. And even though they yeah. put April yeah. in jail, they didn't go after the kingpin.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. She, she was
0: just kind of like the, um, yeah. you know, the obligatory, oh, we got to put someone in jail. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: sacrificial, sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial guardian.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and we have a few. Yeah, they'll throw some. Like in, go, well, ahead. go ahead.
3: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like no. here in Wisconsin, I, I there's a few stories that are going on. I live here in Dane County. I can't give you one story out of Dane County. And, I mean, when they rotate the judges, there's things that are done different. You can't create this, you know, this racketeering. And so it's interesting what what's going on in, in some places that's not going on in others. Now, the stories that I do hear in Wisconsin, they're in the small towns where there's only one judge. So there's one judge controlling it. Where you have rotation of judges, it seems to be keeping people more honest. So yeah. why is that what's going on? Like that is the study that needs to happen. I think that's the study that the yeah. government needs to do, like ASAP. Why are some counties not having complaints of guardianship abuse and why are other counties, such as Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, running rampant?
0: Mhm. You know, it all boils yeah. down to the judge. And that's what I didn't yeah. like about the yeah. I Care A Lot movie. They didn't really yeah. point the finger as much as at the judge as they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
2: they made the judge out like he was some kind of kook and he wasn't aware of what was really going on. And, you know, he was just, you know, off the off the beam when the truth is everything is facilitated by the judge. Everything revolves around the judge giving it, him his OK. Nothing happens without that judge. And um, that <laughs> was the kingpin in all of yeah,
3: Yeah. maybe yep. they're taking a play out of my playbook Well, I'll just pretend I'm really yeah. stupid So no one will think I know yeah. That I'm actually the like, one facilitating all this
2: You know there you go. And we'll <laughs> That's yeah. what it Girls, is. we're down to a minute here Mary, I want to thank you for coming on tonight And for adding thank to all of this Thank you for having me on, I and... appreciate it Oh Yes, we yeah, love having I'm you I'm going to have you back again Yes, you're going to be back again and, Oh um, yeah Uh. We, I, I think the hog report is overtaking the show. <laughs> like and, a, a separate show just for, for hogs. <laughs> just for the hogs. and uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so uh, everybody, we will be back next week. I don't know what we'll be doing, but something. It depends on what comes up during the week. and um, Yeah. And no, we are not going to broadcast everything we do behind the scenes because we don't need the Glory hogs showing up. So everybody, thank you right. for tuning in. It's great to see all of you here, and we will be back again Sunday night with Tanya talks, and uh, that's a that's a sad story there. But anyway, everybody, have a good evening, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Mary.
0: Okay, thank you. Good night, everyone.: Good night. Good night.